podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Steve Wellings here for Nutter's Call-In ahead of the big fight tomorrow night. Canelo against Triple G. We're all looking forward to it. Or are we? We'll find out shortly. The boys are on the call with me. We have Justin, the North Carolina assassin. Danny Young's here as well. And Zeconomics. A few other fellas might jump on if you're in the chat. Give us a shout out. If you have any questions or comments, throw them out as well. We're just going to go through the main event, maybe 45 minutes an hour, see how we get on, see who else joins us. Patreon.com forward slash Boxing Asylum is the place to be. If you're not already there, the nutters are there. They're enjoying themselves. It's a great community. Justin, you're over in the States. You don't have to stay up, thankfully. You're going to be watching it on zone for a princely sum. Are you looking forward to the fight, Justin? And if not, why not? I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm not paying... Uh, I, I'm proud to say that I've been watching boxing since I was like 14. I have never bought a pay-per-view. Good man. Ever. Never. I mean, I'm just, if I can find another way around it, I'll f- I mean, I have actually sat out underneath a tree outside with my computer to get some kind of signal from my neighbor's house because I refuse to pay for the pay-per-view. So I've, I've done it all. I'm, I'm not going to pay. But my thing is, is, like I was saying before we come on, I'm trying to get excited for it. I want to be excited, but it's just not gripping me like the first one did, of course, which is that's obvious. But it's but the only thing that really makes you think about this fight is can Triple G just somehow come up with something? Because we all know he's got to knock him out, period. That's the only way mm-hmm. he's going to win. And that's I guess that's the only real drama, well, you know, no pun intended with him, but. That's just the only thing. Like I said, everybody else can weigh in, but I've just that's the only thing in the back of your mind is can he come out of nowhere with something? And that's that's the only reason I'm gonna watch. I mean, I just don't think there's any other way for him to win, but let everybody else jump in on that one. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. You're talking about staying up in the evening. Can he turn back the hands of time? As I said on Sunday evening. There if he can't get a decision five years ago, how's he gonna get one in? He's, he's he's got to roll back the clock, isn't he? There's no there's no two ways about it. Um, I, I don't. Know. I I almost thought I almost think to myself like, is he gonna or has he and his team looked at that Bivol performance and and are they gonna try and element some of those tactics? You know, in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. I, I'm not even sure he's he's got he's got that within him to do that kind of you know. Um, keep keep Canelo at the end of a jab because I think obviously the the two fights in Canelo think I think he, obviously now he knows what's coming he knows what's coming from from Golovkin so I think he's he's more than happy to walk forward and just accept the best punches that he's got so I don't know again it's that two fights in um he knows he, Canelo knows what Golovkin Golovkin's got to offer unless like I say unless he's like had a bit of a rocky moment and is just there absolutely trying to put power behind every single shot, then I don't know. I really can't. I, I, I honestly, I think Golovkin, the only way he can win this is by knockout because, I can't, again, you get to the cards like the first fight. Well, I actually thought, I actually thought Golovkin won, won, lost the first fight. That's how, that's how much I remember. But that obviously it was a draw. But I, I thought Golovkin won that pretty handedly, you know, by at least, what, by about three rounds um, and I just can't, I can't see it happening on the cards again. So 
So yeah, I, I, I'm unless we get something fantastic from Golovkin, and and I, and I think again, I go back to what I said just off air just a minute ago. I think this will be his last throw of the dice. I think I think win win lose or draw. I think he I think he possibly calls it a day. He looked really fleshy in his last outing um, against his uh, was it Morata? I think it was it Morata. Yeah, yeah. He looked really fleshy in that. Like like the boy said on the, on the podcast afterwards. You know, he he, he had he looked a bit old manish. So, so I think I think time's closing in on him, and I think um, he's got to deliver something special, and and that is the that is the reason why I will stay up just on that hope that he does deliver something special, you know, an Andy Ruiz or you know something something like a uh, uh, I don't know, but yeah, something special anyway. Can he roll back the clock? The hands of time. He's 40 years of age, uh, head of the Prediction League. Joe Kennedy's joined us. He's very welcome. We'll bring you in shortly, Joe. Just before we do so, Zico. He's 40, Golovkin. He's looking fleshy in his last fight. He was getting rid of a little bit of rust. It is a last throw of the dice. He's got the power, but is he able to have the work rate to put the rounds in the bank against the ultimate cash cow? We know Canelo comes in three or four rounds up. Can he do enough to get the job done on the scorecard, Zico? It's, it's difficult to say. I mean, on the scorecards, if it goes 12 rounds, you know, no knockdowns, you know, we're, we all know Canelo, you know, he's he's the fortunate son in the eyes of the judges. Um, but I do kind of wonder, like, you say he looked a bit fleshy at the way or whatever against Rio Marata, and he did have a tricky start. But after three or four rounds, or maybe it was a few more rounds, he did knock the guy out. You know, and Marata's not, he's no mug. Um, maybe, uh, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, if you look at the guys that he's fought since Canelo, right, it's four fights. I've, I've got them all written down in front of me, actually. Four fights in the last, I don't know, five, six years. Steve Rolls, pish out of his depth. Sergey Dervinchenko, eh, sort of a decent win. Cameo. Zera Vimeta, I don't even remember that fucking fight. Ryota Marata, ropey start, but over, overall probably a decent win against a puncher. So he's not really been tested against a kind of decent measuring stick. You know, in that, in that same kind of time span, you've had Canelo fighting a kind of weird range of fighters. Like he's fought like again, written down in front of me, Rocky Fielding, he was pish and he was well out of his depth. Daniel Jacobs, you know, fading off a good win. Sergey Kovalev, a strange fight. Kovalev, by that point, was well down the road of being a functioning alcoholic. I had him up, and I had Kovalev up in the cards, but you know, Canelo found a way. Um, Callum Smith fought like a fucking mouse. Avni Yildirim, pish. Billy Joe Saunders, I thought that was a really good win for Canelo. Saunders was a kind of tricky guy, you know, the sort of slippery, awkward boxer that had caused him problems in the past. But even though he won that fight and he did win the fight, it, it was more or less due to Saunders, the side of Saunders' face getting caved in, which you can kind of give him the credit for, but it is also sort of a bit fortunate. Um, then he fought Caleb Plant. Yeah, decent win, not going to argue with that. And Bivol was 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 like a step too far. Now you can look at any boxer at any time and pick holes in a record. We can all do it. We can all set out to kind of stroke our chin and say, you know, ah, what about that? Or hmm, don't know about that. But looking at that, I mean, that's 
that's eight fights, I think, for Canelo. And is that some kind of reign of terror? Mm, not so sure if it is. Um, I would say that if you looked at Canelo, like the, the, the guys that he beat in the way up when he really established himself, like Austin Trout, um, who was the Cuban guy? Big, lanky, awkward Cuban. What was Lara. his name? Lara. Yeah, Trout and Lara were probably better than the guys that he beat since he fought Canelo. You know, so, uh, I mean, straight off the top of my head, having never thought of it before, I'm kind of reminded of Miguel Cotto, hell-bent on revenge against Margarito. You know, that's the kind of... You're getting that vibe, I'm yeah? I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I said Go that on. before. We, I said that before <laughs> we came on live. I said that. I I'll just make it up. But, but I do think. See, see if uh, Triple G's got that kind of mindset. Maybe mm. he can do something. Maybe it's like it's just that that last gasp out of a great fighter. You know, I, I, I'm not expecting a cakewalk for Canelo. Um, Me neither. You know. Golovkin, he's, he's been inactive, there's no doubt about that. He's had half the number of fights that, that Canelo's had. But within those fights, he's had four fights, three stoppages. You know, you can question the quality, but he's he's managed to put, put a few guys away. Maybe you look at it and think, mm, the, the age and, the, you know, the miles on the clock and maybe cutting a bit away, is that is that going to affect Canelo? There's enough doubt there for me. I mean, I think Danny said maybe you don't you don't know for sure. You know, it's a it's a possibility. You know, I mean, I, I would ask how many. I think it has happened. Maybe not that recently, but like great fighters that produce one last great performance. That's what we're looking for out of Triple G here. I mean, looking in more recent years, I was just thinking before we came on, like. Manny Pacquiao see after Manny Pacquiao lost to Mayweather he, he, he kind of he had a few kind of funny results he had a few good wins he did at certain points roll the years back uh, when he beat Keith Thurman even maybe I think this might have been before Mayweather but when he beat Adrian Broner I don't, some people were looking at that thinking oh, that's the end of Pacquiao uh, this is a fight too far but he, but he managed to get big wins but they weren't as uh, to be fair, they weren't as big as beating Canelo. Like I, I would say to the rest of the guys, when was the last time a great fighter pulled a great result out of the bag when everyone thought he was past it? You're looking at maybe guys like Hopkins, mm. probably, I suppose. And Hopkins' kind of short result days were a good 10 years ago, maybe more. I don't know if you would look at maybe Joe Calzaghe. Is that sort of guy? But the, the guys that Kalzagi was beating were not in the caliber of Canelo. Certainly not at the times he was fighting them, and and probably the same for B Hawk. So George, George Foreman. Oh mate, you're going right back there, man. I mean, <laughs> fair enough, Foreman. You can talk. You can you can say that. But the guys that Foreman was beating, they were pish. Like in the grand scheme of things, you know, he he put some good. I think he probably put a few good performances up when he lost. So much as you know, as opposed to when you won. But listen, I've I've, I've been talking past for about five minutes now, so somebody no, else no, can you, kick in. 
No, your granddad's going to bring in Joe on that, actually, because uh, Joe, Zico made a point there about um, Canelo, and it's hardly a reign of terror, and I agree with him on that, but Danny threw a decent point in as well to the DMs there. It's not a reign of terror, but at the same time, activity is key, and I'm a big activity fan. Canelo, yeah. if nothing else, has been active, and the fact that Triple G showed in the early Maratta fight before he came to, inactivity kills, and he looked really inactive and rusty in those first few rounds, so Canelo has at least been fighting people of whatever calibre. Yeah, and I think it's something that it's a common thread for Canelo opponents because, like, they're all waiting on the Canelo train, so they don't want to lose whatever position they have, whatever belt. So they wait out the fight for like you know eighteen months or whatever. That happened with Plant and and Smith, a bunch of other guys that he's fought are inactive until they fight him. Like, um, but I think I was surprised today to learn that the Dervinchenko fight was three years ago, and he's only had two fights since then. Zermeda uh, and and. Uh, Murata, which is you know crazy. Like I was at that fight, and I thought he um, he looked vulnerable for the first time, kind of cause he, when he when he backed up a, a, after uh, David Jenko hurt him to the body. Body shots, uh, yeah, 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 and they seemed to kill him. And that was the first time I can't I've really seen like a a chink in the armor, so to speak, in 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 Triple G. I'm a massive Triple G fan, and I just think that he's been on the slide since then. Um, and I have been worried about this fight since they've kind of mooted it again. Uh, I I see a Canelo stoppage, or I see a more definitive win. Either way, I'd love it, absolutely love it, if it was my man Triple G to get the knockout. Uh, that would be me, you know, Pavekin knocking out Dillian White times a hundred. But <laughs> um, it's uh, I, I I think I think it's possible. I think it's probably more chance will happen in this fight than the first two fights as well. Because I think. I think Canelo's going to go out there looking for a knockout as well. I think um, he'll prefer the way. He'll probably feel that this is his territory. And I think he's going to target the body as well because it doesn't take a genius to see that he's Triple G is, is vulnerable there as well. Murata showed that as well. So um, I think I think it's, you're dead right. I think um, the lack of activity for Triple G will probably cost him today. Um, and I think if it's not a knockout, I think it'll be, it'll be definitive this time as well. Um, again, I hope it's Triple G, but... I just um, the, the the decline I think since Derevchenko is is is, is too yeah, it's it's too much to ignore I think I think Canelo's probably gotten if not I, people are saying that he's sliding a little bit maybe I don't know I'm not maybe as good enough as seeing that as the, the experts but for me he's still an elite top five pound for pound fighter so um, yeah tough one for Triple G tonight but hopefully he can do it. Yeah, Joe's made his prediction there. We will pick everybody's predictions up before we finish up. I don't see um, Triple G getting stopped. I think it will be a competitive fight, even to the body. I think he'll manage to suck it up and he'll do everything within his powers to avoid that. Talking of which, Justin, what about the fact that it's up at 168? An extra eight pounds for Golovkin. I've heard people saying it'll maybe suit him again. People are projecting their personal subjective opinions onto things and you don't really know... uh, Unless, apart from when they come into the ring, what's going to be true and what's going to be false. But that extra eight pounds could suit him. Maybe soak up those body shots a little bit easier. Maybe not drying himself out so much at the last minute. Do you think that the fact it's a super middle against a guy who's unified the entire super middleweight division will favour Golovkin at all, Justin? I think you said it right, Steve. Who knows? I mean, I think everybody, like if you're rooting for Triple G, you're definitely going to run with that narrative. Oh, the yeah. eight pounds, the eight pounds. He'll he'll be fresh. He'll be like ready to roll. Who knows, God? Who knows? I mean, I honestly, 
you have to say it can't hurt. I mean, I, we could definitely say that it's not going to hurt him to go up eight pounds. I don't think all of a sudden he's going to go up eight pounds and be like just slower or he can't do anything or his stamina is going to be gone. But I don't see a drastic like helping him either. I don't see like, oh, this eight pounds, he's going to be like a new man and a new. I don't see that either. I, I don't, it's not going to hurt him. But I don't think there's go, it's going to be a huge deal either. And like you said, he's not the eight pounds is not going to give him more power. He's not going to all of a sudden be able to knock Canelo out now because he has eight pounds extra weight. It's not like it's not going to make him into like he's not going to be able to body up Canelo and use that extra weight now because he was none of that's going to happen. And like I said, we'll get to the predictions later, but like I said, the eight pounds that's that's useless to me. I don't really care about all that because isn't Golovkin? He's always like he fights. You know when you blow up. I always look at it this way. I don't care what you weigh in. I care about what you weigh in the day of the fight. Mm-hmm. And, Golovkin, and Golovkin's always around 168, 170 when he fights. So it's like going to be pretty much the same. Like, so I, I also want to always look at it. It's like, who cares what you weigh in? That might hurt you, like, where you out to train and stuff to get to that weight. But when he fights, Golovkin's always just a few pounds above 168 anyway. So, like, he always kind of is in that same range. I don't think it's going to add or – I don't Canelo's, think this is better. Canelo's bigger, isn't he? Though that's that's yeah. kind of the point I was making. That Canelo's a seasoned one sixty eight now, um, so he's not de- like the, the matchup isn't exactly what it was uh, in the second fight. No, it's it's different. It, it's definitely different. Canelo's used to it, and Triple G's not. But like I said, I, I don't I don't think that's going to be a massive factor. It's going to be one, but I think I don't think I'm really looking at that as far as it's going to change the fight to a whole different level. Go ahead, Zico. Well, there was a time when the people around Canelo were very fucking wary of him fighting the middleweight. Um, you know, I know that was a, a, a good amount of time ago now, but, uh, you know, the, the days of Canelo weight, you know, they, they kind of lingered on for quite a bit of time. Um, so it's difficult to say. Obviously, Canelo's operated at middleweight. You know, he's operated at Super middleweight, he's operated at light heavyweight. So, to a certain extent, he's more proven there. But if you look at the two of them side by side, they look broadly the same sort of size to me. Like, um, Triple G's maybe a wee bit, maybe an inch taller, I don't know. Um, Canelo, a bit more thick set. But out of the two of them, the puncher's definitely Triple G. So, I don't know, man. I, I think if, if, as much as there's a question mark about Golovkin mo- moving up to super middleweight, there's the same question mark about um, Canelo coming down from light heavyweight. Who, who knows how that's going to affect him? We don't know. We, 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 we don't know how that extra eight pounds is going to affect um, Golovkin coming up. We don't know how many, whatever it is, coming down for light heavyweight. Can't kind of mind exactly. Did you see that different. video, Zico, of Canelo sweating out buckets through the bottom of his trousers? I, I definitely did not know. That's, 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 that's I think it was Des. Good. I think it was Des who sent it to me. I know. I, did, I didn't see that. I mean, who knows? I mean, this is the thing, right? Dominic Canelo, and I said, I said this in the group chat, right? Canelo is a guy who has got plenty of, plenty of miles on the clock. You know, he's done pro at 15. Okay, it's four-round fights, six-round fights in Mexico, but 
he fought like he fought, I can't remember who it was exactly, but he fought a, a couple of like really really good guys on four round and six round fights when he was like a teenager and get guys that went on to become like world champions, yeah. you know. So he's not had like, when he was fighting world champions. Uh, Golovkin was fighting the amateurs, and uh, okay, it's, it's it's different things, different kind of styles, and all that. But that's a lot of miles in the clock, you know. A lot of time spent in camp, a lot of time spent sparring. Who knows how that's going to go? Um, I think you you maybe mentioned that again in the chat. Like, this is a guy that likes to play a lot of golf. Like, this is a man who's got a fucking horse ranch. He's got who knows how many cars. Like, worth I, tens I, of millions of pounds exactly like exactly like how, how maybe he's been like mr professionalism and maybe he's a hundred percent focused the fact that it's golovkin would would lead me to think i probably has been on it but you never know i mean who knows who knows how many birds he's shagging how much whiskey he's drinking <laughs> how much golf he's playing you know these things creep into your life if you're at the top level and you know, it's hard to hard to resist some of these temptations. You know, like uh, I ain't no fucking millionaire, but the last part, I'm not the healthiest motherfucker either. You know, I'm not. I'm That's not. I'm just totally the guru, Alan, man. All, exactly. All you know, that what way, happened? You know? What happened to Tommy? You know. So I, I, I think there's just enough doubt, just enough doubt to think mm, maybe. Mm, who knows? I'm intrigued. I'm up for it, but somebody else can come in now again. I've been waffling on. I honestly think though that Canelo, him being focused and ready, that's that's never been a doubt. After he was embarrassed, and he can say what he wants to, he was embarrassed versus Bebo. I don't think there's any chance that he's going to show up and not he didn't prepare. Which I agree with you. His lifestyle is what it is, but I don't think he's going to show up and not prepared. And I do remember that you said Canelo and the whole sweatsuit thing that uh, Billy Nelson was one of the top comments, and he said that it was unsanitary, he has a pitiful trainer, and, and that Canelo, uh, that was very unsafe, his trainer doesn't know what he's doing, and it's very unsanitary. So I don't know what that means, but he's, he didn't approve of it. Apart from Canelo, everybody's exiting right now, so like Billy, aren't they? They're all disappearing, they're all running off. You can't... You can't judge Canelo by the standards of Andy Ruiz, but <laughs> I mean that's 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 this is night and day. But uh, I mean, what Justin was saying, like, all right, he had a bad loss, and yeah, he's not. You could never say he was unprofessional. To go back to the Andy Ruiz point, you've always got to look at Canelo and say he's been bang on the way. He's bang on the Canelo weight as it was. But maybe the hunger, you know, maybe the hunger just isn't there. Like, if you looked at the two of those guys and said, who's hungrier? As far as I'm concerned, it's Golovkin. Now, other things go Canelo's way. But I just, I don't know, man. Maybe. maybe uh, I just think my my head says, uh, my head says it's going to be Canelo, but Maybe maybe my balls say that it's going to be Golovkin. Like uh, I just I just think is this going to be the time that we get the the once in the decade performance for an old guy? Because they have happened. Like I said, I, when I had my big 
the extended monologue at the start. I did say to the rest of the guys, when was the last time that a, an, a, a big name, an absolute fucking hero, turned out that performance that, that people think he didn't have it in them anymore? I, I, I can't think off the top of my head. I'm a, I'm no, 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 Denier did like a, Denier, no, yes, great, great shout, like, great, yeah, yeah, yeah great yeah. shout, Denier. Okay, yeah. yep, Denier. Absolutely, the opponent wasn't at the same level. Um, I mean, uh, okay, you talk about Denier. What, what about the boy that uh, the Cuban that beat him? Like he was an underdog that night, and he was an old, he was an old man. <laughs> Even oh, at that stage, yeah. Rigondo was an old man. I had money on Rigondo that night. Rigondo t- upturned the odds. Like, that's the sort of standard of upset we're talking about here. Yeah. Like the, the, um, the, the main thing is, to those listening at home, Zico's torn, and that shows to me that the fight is more competitive than people think. So if you're, think the, so, yeah. if, if you're in the yeah. chat, you're in the chat, throw your predictions in, because I tell you what, there's a few boys might be swaying either way here. I know Paver's here. He says, be safe. We're, we're trying to stay safe on this Friday evening as best as we can. James Windsor's there. He says, I hope Golovkin irons him out with hammers in his gloves and tread in his veins. James is on the beer there. He says, I'm sure Canelo beat Miguel Vasquez really early on. You're absolutely right. And Triple G needs a chocolatito comeback. That would be glorious if we were to see that. Just talking about the trainers, the boys have been throwing in a few ideas here as well. Just quickly, Danny, um, Triple G isn't training with Abel Sanchez anymore. That's a bonus for me. Big Bear was taking too much out of him. His nose was bleeding. He was up and down those Big Bear mountains in California. I think the fact that he's eased off on the training a little bit, Danny, is going to help him. Yeah, to be honest with you, at his age, he doesn't need to be doing that anymore. I mean, look, he's he's a, he's a, he's well seasoned. He's you know he's a proper he's a proper top level professional. He doesn't need to be fucking running up the fucking mountains and all the rest of it now. So high altitude training and all the rest of it. it it's it's almost like um, he just need he, he just needs to tick along. But like like the boys have been saying there, he hasn't ticked he hasn't ticked along enough, and that inactivity kind of is the reason why I'm kind of slightly doubted any kind of like you know um miraculous win i will go against zico there however when he suggests that uh, he thinks that golovkin's the more um forgive me what is it you said you said ha- had more of a desire or is it more of a just a hunger guy the hunger, just, yeah the guy I, that's motivated the guy that's motivated you know, I, i'm not get... i'm not sure about that and the only reason i say that is because Canelo didn't didn't have to step up to light heavy and 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 fight, fight, face Bivol on that. So that does show some motivation. Surely you wouldn't just hang around and plot plot around at, at super middle middleweight. No, but 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 I'm not talking about their overall careers. I'm just talking about head to head, like head to head. Yeah. I mean, like looking at those two fights, I don't know how everyone else saw it, and we've not really covered this actually. But for the first fight, I had. Triple G winning nine rounds to three, loads of close rounds. Second fight, I had Canelo winning nine rounds to three, loads of close rounds. There's not much between them, but Canelo's the guy with the win and the draw. Yeah. I I, I just think like there must be a burning fucking fire inside Golovkin. And I hope there is. That that is it. That's like you say. That is it. That is why we're. That is why some of us are going to be sat up until fucking five o'clock in the morning waiting for it because there is that slight hope that he turns up and just puts in, like, like you say, a Don Air performance and absolutely, you know, um, comes back. And 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 I, and I want to say this to the people that have got Canelo to win by knockout: don't write Golovkin's chin off. It's one of the best in boxing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's 
uh, I, I almost think it's astounding when people think Canelo will win by knockout in this fight because you think of those shots that he took in the first two fights. He took one, he took, a, if I remember rightly, he took a left hand, like, flush on the chin from Canelo in, the, I think, the second fight, I think it was. And he stood there. Granite, it was. Any other person, that would, he would have gone down, buckled and gone, and that fight would have been over. But um, yeah, he's a hard bastard. So yeah, I, I, I'm not having that. I'm not having a good knockout. Um, are we are we throwing predictions in here, Steve? Now are we? Or if you want to throw it in, Danny, then feel free. Chilo is agreeing with you. By the way, that's Jason Chiel. Uh, he says both have monster chins. Just think, the body of work of Canelo will be the difference. I really hope I'm wrong. That's a fair prediction from Jason. Go on, Danny, throw it in there, son. Uh, Zico's right. You should always you should always think with your balls. Um, mm. and my balls are saying. Oh, <laughs> come on, right, don't, okay. don't hold out on him now. Come on, right? Okay, I'm going to say, uh, oh, fuck. Um, he's right, out of a okay. sex to make. Come on, Donna. see it, see it, <laughs> right? Golovkin on points, fuck it. Yes, Ooh. I'm gonna say it, and, I, and the reason why is that I, I, I shouldn't be saying it, but I'm saying it because I want it to happen, and I feel like if I say it. There's more chance of, ha- of it happening, if that makes sense. <laughs> You're speaking it into existence. My, you, you should go on well with my wife. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Oh, well. But yeah, look, yeah, I, come on. Like, I mean, look, let's, look, let's face it. He's going to get, he'll get, even if he puts in, like, there's no way, like, Golovkin's going to come out of this fight well anyway. If he puts in a sterling performance and gets done on the cards, Everyone's going to be applauding him anyway. That's it. He can, like he can retire as you know. No one's going to bat an eyelid at it. So, um, yeah, I, I, man, I fucking hope he does it. I really do. And do you know what? A knockout would be even sweeter. That would be, honestly, I'll be off. It'll be, it'll be Fowler esque. That will, that's what it'll remind me of. It, right. See, see, see if you know. See if if Golovkin gets it. We need to get on. The fucking call straight after. That. <laughs> I don't care if it's a knockout, if it's on points, it has to be done. I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have my tablet charge, phone charge, <laughs> ready to go. If he does it, yeah. I think Golovkin can't be stationary like the first fights. It's going to be difficult to replicate the Bivol the way Bivol fought, but that's the way to beat Canelo. Well, I mean, clearly because he beat him doing that. Golovkin's got to be busy, double jab downstairs, upstairs. Don't load up. Keep going. Throw. Get him against the ropes. Back off again. It's got to be activity. I think if he stands there with Canelo, I don't see that being a strategy that's worked the previous two fights. I don't think it'll work this fight either. Well, Golovkin's a smart guy. Like Golovkin. Yep. You you see him speak, you know, you you know that he understands boxing. Like he's super experienced. He's you know lengthy amateur career, lengthy pro career. Like surely he's seen that and maybe took something from it. Well, well, not not surely he's seen it and maybe took something from it. He's definitely seen it. He's definitely took something from it, and maybe just maybe he can make that adaptation. And he can. He can it can just put something in place that, that throws Canelo. Like, if, if, if I was to guess, I would say 65, 35 Canelo. But, but 35 is a big number. Like, and that, that that's probably influenced by the fact that I feel like Triple G's had a raw deal, as most people do. Yeah. Uh, 
I think that's fair. It's hard, Zico, to get a decision over Canelo, man. It's really difficult. Oh, it's ridiculous, <laughs> mate. You're going to ring my baseball bat and still come out. There's somebody saying the, the pitch came wide, you know? It's, it's like... Uh, but, but see, the more times that Canelo gets those gift decisions, it probably gets harder for the judges to to kind of... With any... Without... Without getting out of it looking ashamed, like there's only so many times you can get those gift decisions, you know, mate. Maybe I don't know who the judges are, don't know who the ref is, don't, don't know nothing, but like maybe it gets to the stage where it swings the other way. Like guys, guys want to show that they're they're not the the kind of hometown ref, they're not they're not the mm-hmm. homer, you know. I, well, I you, you're t- you're touching on a good point here, Zeke. I'm going to bring Joe Kennedy on this because you're touching on exactly the next point I was going to make. As it happens, first of all, Davy Wilson's thrown in a comment here. He says everything points towards the Canelo decision, but the closer it gets, I feel Triple G wins by decision. Big drama show. Also, I'm going to say if anyone's listening to this after the fact on YouTube, throw in your predictions, your comments, your thoughts, how you think it's going to go right below, because this will only be up, obviously, for about a day or so before the actual fight, to get them in as quick as you can, and then you can come back and boast or brag or come on Sunday evening show, whatever you want to do, and let us know that you got it right. Joe, Zico touched upon a point there, and I've heard this made in other camps. I don't know how true it is. I don't think I believe it, but you never know with boxing. A few people are saying that it was actually good that Bivol got the decision against Canelo and they didn't out-and-out rob him because sometimes having those bad decisions looks even looks worse on a fighter than actually the right decision being posted in with the likes of Canelo. Promoters, the powers that be, the Illuminati, these dark shadows, they like to rein these fighters in. They don't want them to get too big. And they, the people who are talking about this, it's BDA Boxing, I was listening to as it happens, they, re- they referred to the Pacquiao-Bradley fight. They rein you in. Canelo's getting too big. He's the big money man promoter. We're going to rein him in a little bit and that's where the Bivol decision happens. So they think which is a bit of a, a stretch here, I must admit. I'm not sure I'm on board. That can, that that is going to lead to Triple G possibly getting the decision here. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a better stretch. There's, come on, Joe. Uh, come on, Devin Alexander's anus. I think. Steve is Derek Akora running that, cha- that YouTube channel. <laughs> I like, think he must be Derek Akora or oh, Clint, Clinton Baptiste. Sorry, Joe. Joe go on. <laughs> There's some crazy imagery in my head. With that one. Um, <laughs> no, I think it, like the 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 theory falls flat in its face on the like its smallest bit of circumspection because like they tried to rob him against Bivol or Bivol anyway because. Like I thought, Bivol won the fight a lot clearer than the judges had it. Like you know, I think in, in a couple of the cards it was a, it was seven five, right? You know, so ten two. You know, I had it, Joe. Ten two. Yeah, I, I struggled to give Canelo board in two rounds, hundred um, percent. So I think that you know, if it's in any way a close fight, it's a Canelo decision. And uh, I think you know, I I don't think it'll come to that. Like I made, I made my. Made my case earlier. I, I think the Golovkin slid, and that we're probably going to see a, a less even fight. Um, I think it's still going to be competitive. And I think Golovkin's not going to do himself, you know, any shame whatsoever here. Like you know, because he's he's a warrior. And Golovkin is Golovkin. You know, he's he's a machine. You know, he's been a, an absolute joy to to watch. If you're a boxing fan for for the last decade, you know, I think that he's 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 going to go ahead and shield one way or another. I just think that Canelo. Is still a pound for pound fighter, Golovkin's not, and I think we've all seen the vulnerabilities that Golovkin now has, especially to the body. And 
look who's a better body puncher in the world at the moment than, than Canelo. You know, there's one one or two maybe. You know, Errol Spence Jr. Off the top of my head, you know, he's he's really good at finding those left hooks to the body. So um, I don't. There's no questions about Golovkin's chin or his heart or how good he's going to be tonight or tomorrow night. But um, I just think it's going to be up against um, a fighter who's still in or around his prime, still, you know, a pound-for-pound fighter. Um, and, yeah, I think there'll be no great chain. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope it's Golovkin who, who, who lands. I hope it's Golovkin who can get the KO or I hope it's Golovkin who can win. But I, I just... My head's saying one thing, my heart's saying you're... Sounds like you're not the only person excited about the fight in that household anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can hear my daughter's got a bit, <laughs> bit mad in the background, apologies, but... Uh... Yeah, we're all, we're all pumped for it here, yeah. <laughs> Get her on to zone ASAP. I have a question for Justin shortly about the trade. She wants to fight with Rob Kelly's missus, actually. So. <laughs> Rob Kelly's missus in training. She's ready to go. Uh, yeah, just before we go to Justin. Uh, Danny, uh, you have something to add about Canelo, if he were to possibly lose. Yeah, obviously, I'm just trying to add on top of my wet dream of uh, Triple G winning. So I just wonder, like, what, do we know what, mar- what, what marbles are up for? Are up in this fight. I haven't even looked into that yet. All, them, all, all, all of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's super middle, yeah? Yeah, IBF, WBA, WBC, WBO, to my knowledge. Canelo refused uh, to pay the IBO sanctioning fee. Shame on him for that. Oh, dear. Coward. Nautic, yes, it. Coward, yeah. Cheapskate. Um, yeah, I just wonder whether, like, obviously, if my dream does come true and Triple G wins, I think he can just roll on and say see you later and never box again because that would go out on a high that I think that's you know that would be amazing I think like like Donair did I know Donair lost but he went out on a high didn't he really like yeah I was um, going to say that the Donair comparison the Donair and Uwe comparison is kind of apt you know in Uwe and Canelo two guys at the top top of the game you know mm. against two guys who are two greats you know who a lot of miles on the clock but yeah yeah, no, it's a, it is a good comparison, but I just wonder whether, I just wonder whether, like, if if Canelo does lose his, I wonder whether he ne- he needs to kind of like take like a Charlo fight or something like that because I can't, I struggle to see where he goes from there. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, I hope it happens, and it'll be very very interesting to see. But I just wanted to gauge people's thoughts on on, on the possibility that he that he does lose and then what does he do? Because I think the, that little lightweight test is over. I don't think, I don't think he, there's any need for that again. And I just wonder whether he's going to have to sort of like kind of almost settle up and take a Charlo fight just to try and get back in, in the mix maybe if he loses. Yeah, I suppose it's like out the frying pan into the fire with that really, isn't it? I thought he should have gone that route in the first place, to be honest. I thought Charlo Benavidez. Was I thought this was the easier quote unquote? Obviously, not easy. None of these fights are easy, and Bivol showed that this wasn't an easy path at all. But I thought out of the two, he made the smarter decision. I would have preferred him to go the PBC route myself, and for him to do that now, I think Danny, uh, I'm not sure whether he'd want to do that. I, I, yeah, I just, I just wonder whether if he did lose it as well, whether Charlo would be saying, "Hang on a minute, I'm, 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 you know, I'm the belt holder here, and all the rest of it, you know." You, you... He just, get... he just fight Andre, I guess. You are going to mention on oh, who knows what he's doing. For me, he has to sober up first. I don't think he knows what he's doing, so it really... <laughs> <laughs> none of that really matters. I don't think he has a clue what's going on. I don't think so. Go on, Zico. Right. Okay, so 
Joe Kennedy was just talking about, you know, the Pacquiao v Bradley decision now in boxing, as long as I've been watching it, I can very, very rarely remember occasions when the guy that's the clear B-side managed to get the shock upset over the A-side, you know, when it's a contentious decision. That's my fucking pizza coming. I'm going to go, guys. I'll be back in a minute. You go and get that pizza. You go and get that pizza right now, Zico. Zico. <laughs> Who saw that one coming? <laughs> Justin, talking about weight no, making, not Zico's weight making. Not Zico's weight making, Tyson Force. You know, I don't think that's going too well. Those extra eight pounds are going to stand to him in the morning. But um, talking about the training, the training situation, Jonathan Banks. Much maligned. He was a decent fighter, not a great fighter. We all remember him losing to Seth Mitchell. He's been in and around the Klitschko's. They trusted him, especially Vladimir, obviously, because hey, he trained him. Steve, he beat, he yes. beat Seth Mitchell, didn't he? Or you said he lost to him? Oh, yeah. He was the one who upset Seth Exactly. I'm doing twice. a disservice. Twice. Yeah. He beat hey, him twice. He beat exactly. him twice. So, it yeah, is. Exactly. So he's, he's a better fighter than I remembered. So fair play to Jonathan Banks. There you go. He's getting better by the minute here. Former IBO champion oh, may- as well. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he wasn't that good. Seth Mitchell was just that bad. So maybe he really is not that good of a fighter. Donnie was a big Seth Mitchell fan. No, exactly. Don't worry about that. Jonathan (laughs) Banks was in and around the Klitschko's. He was under Manny Stewart. He was under Sugar Hill Stewart. He's been trusted by Golovkin. He did a good job with Adonis Stevenson as well, turned him from a one-dimensional puncher into more of a boxer. He says that these two fighters, Golovkin, his charge, and Canelo, aren't the same fighters as they were in the past two fights. Obviously, no fight is the same, but he thinks he can do things with Triple G a little bit differently, and Canelo is more flat-footed now. Could Banks, the fact he's moved from Sanchez and gone to Jonathan Banks, be a factor strategically, Justin? Well, of course he's going to say that Triple G is a better fighter mm-hmm. and not the same guy because he's training him. So it's obvious he's going to, you know, he's not going to sit there and say he regressed, but we all know. When you get to where Golovkin's at, do you really have to have a trainer? Like, do you really, like, some guys maybe, but, like, Golovkin knows what he's going to do. He knows what he can do. I think Banks was just, like you said, the training's not going to be as hard. He doesn't have to give him as much money. He uh, Banks is probably, you know, maybe showing him a different routine or maybe different, just a different voice. I think that's all it is. Sometimes you just need something a little strange, you know, something different. Maybe he was tired of the whole – Big bear stick, and you know how that he is up there. So maybe he was just tired of all that thing. But I really believe that I don't know. Canelo looks like the same guy he's always been. He just, you know, he's just more, he's just who he is. He's got the skills. You know what he can do. Triple G, you know what he is. I don't think we're, I don't think Triple G is going to show up and be like, oh my God, we didn't like, we didn't see this coming. Look at all this new stuff that Jonathan Banks showed him. He's like a different guy, like triple, like, Canelo wasn't ready for this Triple G like version of what he can do. I don't I don't buy any of that. He's just saying he's saying what we've heard our whole lives. Every trainer says that. They always say, you know, he's a different fighter. He's worked harder. His training camp was great. Mm-hmm. He's doing things he's never done before. They always say the same shit. It never changes. Triple G is what he is. The only thing we all know, we've already gathered here from the chat and from everybody talking, we all want Triple G to win. I think that's that's a fact. Everybody wants him to win. But we're all thinking the same way. We know what he can do. It's just, does he have it left? Is there enough left? Jonathan Banks is not going to change that. He's not going to make Triple G, like, give him some kind of extra 30% and, like, make him a 30-year-old man 
He's not going to change that. All he can do is just maybe give him some, like, you know, just a different voice. That's all it is. That's all I believe. I, I've heard this same crap forever. It's, he's not a different fighter. He might he, – he's not. He's just not. Yeah. yeah. As I always say, the truth will be found out in the ring. Just before we go and get everybody's predictions and then close up for the evening, don't forget to leave your comments in the YouTube channel. A comment box below. Let us know how you see the fight going on. Captain Casuals jumped on with us. That's Damo. Are you just listening in, Damo? Are you here to uh, make a contribution? <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, sir. Go ahead. Fuck. It works. It sounds lovely. <laughs> I thought I'd better st- step in while Zico was going to get his pizza. <laughs> Go on. What are you thinking? I, I just, well, I just sorry. I just finished doing my toenails. So uh... <laughs> they're looking well. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, so I was just going to say, I, I I follow all all of what you guys have been saying, mm. and um, I, I truly want Triple G to win, but I just can't see it, guys. I just can't see it. I just think the I, I do think four year old man stepping up to one six eight. I don't think he's ever fought one six eight, has he? Triple G. Apart from the roles, kind of was it one six four? I think you know, not not quite making middleweight. Yeah, yeah, and, and like you say. Chin like granite, but I just think Canelo's going to go to the body. I think someone said it in the chat as well. And I, I, I'm, I'm toying on the idea of a KO or a, a stoppage. But, yeah, I just can't see it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to have a wet dream like Danny, but I, I think it's going to be really Is that problematic. Is that demo? <laughs> <laughs> My T-shirt's too small, Danny. I want to send it back on a refund. <laughs> He's squeezing out of that T-shirt. Triple G's <laughs> got to go balls to the wall, though, Damo, hasn't he? That's the thing. Even if he goes out to body shots, as soon as he feels them body shots, I want to see him swinging for the hills. I want to see him going out on his shield if he's going to get stopped. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree wholeheartedly. I just... um, But he he, he struggled with, it, with the body, didn't he, against Morata, as I remember it. Morata, Derevchenko as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just don't know whether, you know, Cano can be brutal when he wants to go for, for you know, that kind of... If he sees it, if he sees the weakness, he'll just absolutely go for it. But I, I agree. I, as I say, I, I desperately want Triple G to win, but I'm just struggling to see it. But you, you can see, you can see what my form's like when you look at the old uh, prediction league. So I don't know shit. So hey, how are you getting on in the prediction league? Uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> not not very well, but I'm better than I was. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, sl- I'm slightly better than the, 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 the legendary Le Graville. Oh, Graville. He's lying in the gutter looking up at stars, that fella. (laughs) Apparently, apparently he's getting drunk on a train today if you follow his Twitter. So, yeah. Oh, is he? That's just a fallout. (laughs) (laughs) Right, go on then, uh, Damo. You can start us off. Are you going to go for the stoppage? Are you going to be a brave man? Come on, what are you going for? Oh, fuck it. I normally do it. So, yeah. Stoppage for Canelo. Any rounds? Oh, I'd be late, I would have thought. He's just going to have to break him down, isn't he? I don't know. Ten. Start to feel it, yeah, past the tenth kind of thing. Yeah, I'll go tenth. Tenth round stoppage for Damo. There you go. Then, Joe Kennedy, you've made your prediction. Solidify it. Cement a prediction for us, Joe. What are you going for as the head of the prediction league? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking Canelo stoppage as well. That's what I'm going to go for. Um, what Any are you going to go for in the Ikmeda fight, see? Oh, uh, Akhmadov, he's fighting Gabe Rosado, isn't he? Yeah, the gatekeeper, yeah. I think he'll stop. I think he'll stop Rosado probably around the 7th or the 8th, something like that. I think he's going to want to put on a statement after the Gongora. Is that part of the Prediction League as well, yeah? Yeah, that's the second Right, one. yeah. 
yeah, have me frack made off if I have nobody made. Was that on? Did Matty put that in, or did, is that no? Different? I changed. I I thought that the uh, I was expecting the Ammo Williams fight to fall through. I'd heard. Uh, I was listening to a space on Twitter, and someone there was talking as if he knew that um, Ammo Williams was going to pull out of the fight. Uh, he yeah. was having ma- mental health issues. Didn't he look great, did he, Williams? He was kind of bobbing uh, around on the stage. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah he seems to be a, a troubled young man. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope he's all right. I hope he gets through the fight all right. Um, but yeah, I probably would have picked that. But um, I, I thought that was going to fall through, and I quite, I quite like this get Rosado fight. I think it's going to be. He can be in fun fights if someone's just, you know, meets his aggression with aggression. So. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to go for a Rosado stoppage in that fight. I think uh, he's going to ring his bell like he uh, he knocked Beck the bully out. Um, I'm seeing a repeat. Wow. I can, I'll tell you what, Rosado's been around a long time now, Joe. I remember him fighting. Do you remember James Moore from Arklow? I think they fought back in about 2005 on ESPN Friday Night Fights. He's been gone for years, Rosado, upsetting the odds as well. Yeah. And, you know, he's... He's been in the movies like Mr. Value and stuff like that, but he doesn't, you know, go on about it or anything like that. Do you ever notice that? He seems to be quite a humble enough guy, but um, he's uh, he's a bit of a character. These, these Philly fighters as well, they're real blood and guts kind of guys. He's usually in fun fights. I, I quite like I quite like the gatekeeper. I think he's one of the better uh, gatekeep, gatekeepers in the sport. Um, yeah, he's in fun fights, so hopefully it's another one. Yep, absolutely. He's got a tattooed neck as well. Just leave him alone, unlike <laughs> Tony Bellew. Uh, Joe's going for a stoppage then. Uh, what about you, Zico? Final thoughts on the main event? Um, the point I was going to make before the, the pizza delivery guy kind of appeared and my dog started climbing all over me. But um, what, kind of, what kind of pizza did you get? I got a 16-inch pepperoni pizza with <laughs> fresh chilies and uh, a few peppers. But uh, Get the fuck okay. out of here, man. <laughs> um, it's the best pizza ever. Like the place is shutting down in about two weeks' time. Got it. But anyway, separate thing, right? But <laughs> last time I was talking, like Joe Kennedy was talking about, like um, back LV Bradley as a kind of rein him in type decision. See mm-hmm. if that was a rein him in type decision. It's the only fucking rein him in type decision I can ever remember. Like I cannot remember a single other decision, and I'm I, I, I'm only good. <laughs> I'm only going back like maybe maybe 15 years where a guy that was the clear A-side was on the wrong side of a contentious decision. I cannot remember a single other time in boxing where, you know, the money guy, the TV guy, the ticket seller guy got screwed over in favour of the other guy. Like, I cannot remember that ever happening. May, well, maybe, what about, or, it might be a Pacquiao thing, but Jeff Horn, but I guess it was in Australia. No, so no, but, no, no, but Jeff Horn was the money guy. And that doesn't count. Yeah. Pacquiao was way past it. So I know what you're yeah. saying. Fair enough, rattling that off the top of your head. But nah, not quite. Not the same. Not the, not the same way. Yeah. Like, that, this fight ain't in Australia, you know? Um, so... One, come that, one that come to mind, but it doesn't fit your criteria either, was Oscar didn't get the rub of the green a couple of times, but he wasn't an overwhelming favourite against the likes well, of Trito, uh, Sugar Shane Mosley. Well, right. The first one, I thought he lost fair and square, but then you could say Oscar's fights against um, Ike Corte, possibly some people thought, his fight against Sturm for certain, and then his fight against Pernell Whitaker as well all went in his favour, so that doesn't count either. Well, this is a thing that I've kind of thought about for quite a long time, and uh, it's a sort of question that I've 
kind of always meant to get round to asking for the pod, but never really managed it. You know, the quiet weeks I should always have mentioned. That in, but, but, but that's by the by. Like specifically to the kind of Bradley Pacquiao thing, for for that first fight, I thought it was a draw. I scored it a draw, and loads of people think otherwise. That, that, that's fine. But that's by the by. But in the general sense of things, what are the odds of Canelo not getting it on the scorecards? Golovkin probably has to in a school. Yeah. Two or three times to get that decision. If it's in any way close, it's going to be a Canelo decision. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Even though I asked that question, I don't believe that line of questioning either, to be honest. I, don't, I, don't, I know, I know. I know. You're talking about predictions. The, the, the only sensible prediction here, and it pains me to say it, is Canelo on points. Yeah, like, I, I think so. There's no other way. Like, yeah. unless something spectacular happens, it's going to be Canelo on points. We all know this. It has to be. It has to be a crazy shot for Canelo. It has to be crazy stuff coming the other way from Golovkin. We all know it, and that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. Zico, you forgot um, Shannon Courtney losing into Jamie Mitchell. I believe that was uh, <laughs> he was the uh, A side, big A side on that one. So touche. Good enough, mate. Oh, oh, hope you're on at the bookies, my man. <laughs> to get paid. Canelo on points, then Zico, yeah. I reluctantly. Yeah, me too. I agree. I agree. Uh, Damo has thrown in a couple of weights, live and exclusive, uh, bringing you the news here tomorrow morning. Uh, Triple G, 167.8. He's weighed in at Canelo, 167.4. The weighing has happened on YouTube. Danny, does the weighing affect your uh, prediction here? Is it going to change things? Canelo on points. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll stick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna stick to my original decision, and I'll and I'll say. Uh, I'll say Golovkin. Go on, I'll say Glovkin by KO. Go on, my son. I'll, I'll tell you what, Danny. I've just seen uh, Triple G. He looks, he looks pretty massive, to be honest. At one sixty-seven point eight. That's all right. That's that's all good. He, yeah. Like I say, he just as long as he goes out there throwing bombs, it's all good. Yeah, he looks big. Good. He's coming in. Throw in, Justin. Who are you going for? Final prediction to you, sir. Uh, I'm going to go Canelo points. Probably like eight four. I mean, I, I, y'all already, we've already summed it up. We've been talking about it. Like I said, we all agree that like Canelo's going to have to probably like sprain his ankle, like be hobbling around the ring. Like I mean, there's Triple G would have to win. So what we say, Triple G would have to win ten two, and still might not get the decision. Ten two so to I, get seven five. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I, 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 I mean, I hope Triple G wins. You know, I don't care about the prediction leagues. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I lose. I hope I don't get any points. I hope everything. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see it. I, I'm like I think everybody agrees. Like Triple G is he's everybody's favorite. Everybody loves him. Everybody, the hardcore, all that stuff. But if you really have to sit there and look yourself in the mirror, you got to think everything's against him. He he couldn't knock him out when he was knocking everybody out. Yeah. What makes you think that he's going to knock out a more roided up, a more a bigger, stronger Canelo? All of a sudden, now he can knock him out. I, I just don't, there's no way. I just that's my concern. Like, five years later, exactly. Yeah, I mean, think about the stuff that cycled in his system since the second fight, and then how much. I mean, it's just I just don't see it. I think Danny's just like it'll give him something more to root for, like why he's getting up in the morning because he. <laughs> He believes, like he really, like it'll give him like that drive to really get up in the morning and go for it. But I mean, that would be awesome if he just laid him out cold. But if Kovalev, who was 
bigger at that time, even though he was a suck down Kovalev. He landed some great shots and couldn't move him. Bibble, great point. Great point. Bibble is 175. Yeah, he's not a hard hitter, but he's still really good, and his shots were clean, perfect. He couldn't even budge him. He didn't rock him, hurt him bad. I, that's, that's why I'm looking at it. It's like if those guys can't even hurt him, Triple G, prime of his life at that time, knocking everybody out pretty much, maybe not his prime, but close. It's not. It's just not going to happen, and he's not going to beat him on points. So, eight four Canelo, and like I said, I'm still going to watch it. I'll find a way to watch it, and we'll all just talk about it Sunday. We certainly will. We'll close it up now. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been on the call this evening. Much appreciated. The boys giving up their time on a Friday evening for your listening entertainment. We've had Justin, the North Carolina assassin. We've had Danny Young as well, t-shirt extraordinaire head of our merchandising department we've had zico getting pizzas delivered live and exclusive on the call as well thanks to him for jumping in good to have a scottish voice uh re-invoking the days of tommy the guru alan back on the pod also thanks to joe with cheerleader in tow in the back she's looking forward to the fight and why not we all are at four or five o'clock in the morning and captain casual demo finally we've got him on the call he made some very salient points as well I've been Steve Wellings. We love you all. Patreon.com forward slash Boxing Asylum is the place you need to go to if you want to join these boys and get into the Nutters group. You can join us on the next call if you wish. If you come over and join us there, leave your predictions in the comment box below this YouTube channel and come back on Sunday evening. Matty will be in the hot seat. We'll also have a special guest as well, courtesy of Joe Kennedy. So tune in for that. We'll catch you all again soon. I've been Steve Wellings and bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.